The Midwest Film Nerds Podcast is available on Stitcher Radio. Download the free app in the Android and iTunes app stores to start streaming our show today. Stitcher also has a desktop app and a web app for listening on your computer. Go to stitcher.com for more detail. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Willie. Today we're going to talk about some film news, and then we're going to do a full review of Clint Eastwood's American Sniper. Before we get to that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can tell us about our show, how you think of it, what you think of all the things that we talk about. You can also go to MidwestFilmNerds.com for all of our previous episodes and full show notes. Uh, go to find us on Twitter at MFN Podcast. We're also on Instagram by that handle, and then Midwest, Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. Finally, 2487-335-636, which is 2487-335-MFN. You can give us a call. We will play it on air and talk about it if it's good. Hasn't happened very often yet, but hopefully soon. Yeah. So, film news. Not a whole lot to talk about as of late. Uh, top story, Tom Hardy has left Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Uh, supposedly DC or Warner Brothers is looking to get Jake Gyllenhaal to take the role of Rick Flagg. Uh, what do you guys think? Any thoughts on the matter? Um, it's a bummer, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the cast is still really good, so I hope it's not, I hope it's not because they're trying to like play up like the Joker too much. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that doesn't have anything to do with it. Like he felt like he didn't have a substantial role or something. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't have anything to do with that, but. Yeah. We'll see. It's a bummer. I mean, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if I see him in this kind of movie, but has, I mean, Prince of Persia wasn't exactly <laughs> knocking it out of the park. Yeah. His, his one turn as an action star wasn't so hot. But I mean, he's kind of on a roll lately. It seems like with roles, so maybe this is going to be a good thing for him. I feel like I could see him fitting into the ensemble, but yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I'm you know we haven't seen Ben Affleck as Batman yet, but you know he had his run and it wasn't so hot either. So maybe this is Jake Gyllenhaal's turn to yeah. Show people what he's got. Nick, any thoughts? I don't even know if Joan Hall would take it at this point. He's yeah. taken a lot of that smaller, like, weirder, more character driven, yeah, weirder movies. This seems like the type of thing right now that he would go, hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would rather see Tom Hardy, I think, in this movie. Yeah. It seems like he would fit more with like these down and dirty, rough and tumble kind of mm-hmm. guys. Plus, I thought it was cool that DC was going to like continue to use Tom Hardy beyond just Bane. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I think we all can say we're disappointed at not yeah. bummer Tom. But I, I I remember hearing it was due to scheduling issues. Mm. Yeah, one of his movies was like still like over like over schedule or something. Mad Max is still filming. <laughs> still yeah, still <laughs> filming now. <laughs> Been delayed for three years. And <laughs> no, I wonder I wonder what the other project was or is. Yeah, that's, that's uh, in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Is it, I, if Joan Hall doesn't take it, then what happens? <laughs> They'll find somebody. I I think the it's still a ways off from filming. I think they were still planning on filming like uh, fall ish this year, like late summer fall ish really? this year. They and have then, time then, and they and it gets released after Batman v Superman in March or April, yeah. whenever that March. is. Uh, so they've got they've got plenty of time. I no, think. Jake Gyllenhaal also weirdly reminds me a little bit of Jared Leto, so I think that's kind of weird too. They mm. kind of feel similar to me. Jake and Jared, yeah, whatever. Sounds like a pop band, pop <laughs> duo. 
Evan like, and Jaren. <laughs> like, like a new wave British group. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see how it goes. Sweet. We might not even get Jalen Hall. It could be somebody somebody else. Probably like, okay, that's probably cool. somebody completely different. Oprah. But... Yeah. Steps in. <laughs> she lost down on the Waller roll, but she's Rick Flag seems <laughs> up my head. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up on the news docket, In the Heart of the Sea got delayed from March to December of this year. Super bummer. The, yeah, huge. Yeah. It was on both of your lists? It was. Yes. Yeah. Based, my num- this my is, number eight, I think, and Willie's number seven. Yeah. Yeah, at least, I guess at the very least, it, it still counts to be on our list, so that's nice. At least it didn't yeah. delay I wonder if they're year. dragging it closer towards like award season if it's like... Seems like it's going to be pretty damn good. That might be the case. Slash film theorized that Ron Howard maybe wanted more time to work on it, but I think that I think your reasoning makes a lot. It more It could be sense. both. Maybe Ron mm-hmm. was like, you know, the whale wasn't quite enough yet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, more yeah. Whale. It makes sense. I mean, if you're going to push it back by a few months, you might as well. If you if you think it has the clout to. Maybe yeah. Hemsworth is actually Aquaman, and this is the Aquaman movie, <laughs> and they're pushing it closer to Batman. It's maybe. all been a bit of ruse. Yes. <laughs> At least it's still coming out this year. Yeah, but I'm. This was one that I was. I was like, yeah, first quarter. I'm looking forward to getting like a good meaty mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. Oh well, that's a bummer. Well, unlike in the heart of the sea, which is still in this year and on Willie's list, another movie that is on Willie's list and no longer qualifies would be the Jungle Book. Uh, that's a bummer too. John, yeah. John Favreau's Jungle Book has been pushed back from this year to April 2016. I'm hoping this isn't going to become a trend because we've all been talking about 2015 is going to be this beast of a year and like 2016 technically is too and i I don't know like i'm hoping that we don't get a bunch of delays that's gonna really pack 2016 to be honest it's probably and it's not like like these two movies aren't aren't like the really heavy hitters that we were saying are like the things that are it's that's what bums me out about it though real quick that's what bums me out about it because like these are the kind of palate cleansers that i want in the in the midst of all that explosion crap during the summer which i really enjoy for the most part but like i need a movie like these every once in a while or what i think these are going to be to yeah. like kind of i don't know get me back to neutral before i go see the next big blockbuster yeah, yeah. fair so it's a bummer yeah i think it's i think both are it's pretty disappointing i after seeing like a little bit of in the heart of the sea like the few shots and the poster like i know that it kind of showed up on all of our radars so hopefully hopefully this is good news and it'll get a little more work done and maybe it'll all be for the better yeah, hopefully. Maybe the same with the Jungle Book too. I don't. I don't think we really have any. It was that one was kind of announced with a bunch of weird Disney shuffles that happened. So that I might think, just be them not trying to overbook themselves. Yeah. Or or it could be. My guess is there's gonna be there's gonna be heavy effects stuff going on there that too. too. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this like the Andy Circus one got delayed by a year not too long ago too. So yeah, it's funny because they're probably going to both wind up coming out like a month apart now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Olympus has fallen, White House, White yeah. House down, yeah, all over again. Our weird segment that we did a long time ago. Yeah, on yeah, dual movies. Yeah, volcano Dante's Peak. Yep, that was cool. All right, and then finally, one more delay here. Uh, I, I, I'm mostly... <laughs> it's really depressing. The movie industry is turning into the video game industry. <laughs> right? I wanted to bring this one up just to... Uh, well, at least you can't update a movie. Well, <laughs> George Lucas, George is, Lucas high, is, is... At least you can't like push an update to a movie while it's still in theaters, but I don't know. Um, the Avatar sequels have been pushed back. Avatar 2, 3, and 4 are now coming out in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Mostly wanted to bring this up to recheck in. I feel like we've probably talked about it before, but uh, do you guys care? No, 
Not at all. I didn't. I didn't care about. I, no, I didn't care about them when they were when were, whenever they were coming out for the first time. <laughs> so the fourth the, one's going to come out ten years after the original. Yeah, yeah. I the time has passed. I think personally. I mean, I I, I enjoyed the first Avatar for what it was. I thought it was ter- certainly a technical marvel in a lot of ways, but other like the storyline didn't do anything to hook me. Yeah. I didn't think the I didn't think the world that he built was all that interesting. Personally, it's a fine movie. Like it's fine. I think it's how a lot of like people feel about you know don't scratch my eyes out alex but i think it might be how a lot of people feel about john carter they sit down and they're like it's a fine little yeah. action romp mm-hmm. like i was watching it i didn't even see avatar in the theater i watched it uh, on just on a blu-ray player and i was like i'm not mad i'm watching this movie when yeah. it ended i was like okay i can see why people were excited to see it in the theater and i don't understand why people go out of their way to bash it because it's not bad it's no. just there i did see it in theater and i do remember sitting in the seat and it was like one of the first like new generation 3d movies that you got to see like real d technology kind of stuff on Mm -hmm. the screen and i I remember being like wow this is really cool and interesting and like i'm not wearing stupid blue and red glasses to see this man like that kind of thing like weird you know old school 3d but you know i don't know i feel like my why have they been delayed as he said (sighs) no I, he's gotta wait for technology to catch up to what he's actually gonna film i think it's honestly something like that like he's probably still developing something that they're working on, which I feel bad for like everybody in those movies because, <laughs> like, what do you what do you do when James Cameron's like, oh, it's going to be another year? I think guys. eventually James Cameron's going to buy an island and it's just populated with servers to like <laughs> render these movies. He's going to become Doctor Doom and have just a, a nation <laughs> that he that he governs. He founds Latveria. Yeah. What year does um, Guardians two come out? Seventeen, twenty seventeen. So uh, the only thing I'm a little concerned about is Zoe Saldana, like. I'm sure How's that gonna work? they have to work around each other pretty yeah figure it out. Like I don't like I and that's the thing I don't I don't know what James Cameron is doing. Like they like I think they're shooting these three back to back to back. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. All three are being written right now. Whatever. That's, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean I <clears throat> it does feel like the time has passed, but maybe on the one hand, it could be kind of a good thing because I feel like if like Avatar one came out and like two years later Avatar two, two years later Avatar mm-hmm. three, I'd be kind of like, Pfft. at this point maybe they're all a year apart. Maybe they'll actually be. Maybe I'll be a little more interested because it's going to be six, seven years <laughs> with of buffer. So yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Like, uh, I don't, but the way that he was talking about it, some of the quotes I don't have them in front of me, unfortunately, because it's not like I'm qualified to do this, but. Uh, he was kind of talking in the line, like we are writing these three movies kind of as one kind of deal. It seemed once again, smells of Hobbit a little bit to me, but hmm. oh, it probably will be but, like, I, like, you know, maybe it won't, I, it'll probably be bloated because the first, they must have a lot bloated. of faith in it because to shoot three sequels that are already sequels back to back to back, like what if the two comes out and just tank? Uh, I don't think they can't. I think it was one of the, like this is the highest grossing movie of all time. Of course, we'll give you three sequels immediately. You're James Cameron. Yeah, they'll make money. Well, I don't. The only thing that I think is cool about what he said about the Avatar sequels is that he wants to do um, like the underwater stuff, exploring more, of which the, is cool. Like because I mean, the guy is hugely into that. Like he's like manned one man submarines and shit. Like he's into that. So I, I'm I'm down to see what he does with that from a visual. True. But um, I I don't know. I'm just not sure. I want to take three more visits to what, what, Navi or whatever the hell the planet's called. Pandora. I thought it was thank Pandora. you. Oh, the people are Navi. Navi. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
I didn't know that about the deep sea thing. That's pretty yeah. sweet. That's yeah. neat. We know these uh, the three of us here that nothing is more terrifying than the deep Ugh. sea. <laughs> so <laughs> if you monitor our Facebook activity, you know this recently. Horrifying. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be cool. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure I'll see them. Yeah. I'm just not going to put them on my calendar right now because yeah. it's yep. years away. <laughs> Agreed. I won't pencil them in. No. All right. Well, I think that's about it for film news. That's really. interesting. All these delays. Yeah, and they're all they all seem like they could be attributed to effects aside from Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, Scuba Dive Squad. And it makes me wonder <laughs> if, 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 we're, if we're, James we're, Cameron's Scuba Dive Squad, <laughs> if we're going to Avatar <laughs> Two Scuba Dive Squad, are we going to reach this point now where these studios are setting all these release dates, and pretty soon they're like, we can't make these. Like, what? It'll be really interesting to see if DC and Marvel can stick to all their. They stick to their slate. It's really, really weird. It's like a. I don't. I feel like we don't. We we haven't really had this problem that much anymore because people haven't bothered to plant their flags three, four, five years in advance before so in the movie, the movie biz. But I mean, it kind of make. It, I I understand why they're. Well, I understand why they're doing it for like a year or two in advance. That makes a lot of sense. That's kind of how it normally goes. Maybe in the year after that too. But we've got movies on the slate for 2019. Like it's got to sleep for twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Green Lantern, <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's gonna get to the point where we know what we're gonna be watching ten years from now. <laughs> it's just so weird because a lot of the demographics you aim for when you make movies like this have already aged out by the I time know. they're coming around. Like I'm yeah. thinking, like right now, kids who are ten are gonna be driving to the theater. Yeah, and they probably maybe they'll be seeing these movies. Maybe they won't care. It's really weird. It's really weird. Six years is a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'll be almost 30 when Avatar 3 comes out. That's kind of insane to me. And I was 19 when the first one came. That's nuts. Right? That's pretty crazy. Let's not talk about this. This is really but, impressive. Too. I mean, that's one of those things, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder, like, is Avatar going to play well to the crowd that, like, did it, I don't know. There, were there toys and I, I think it's going to be the part mm-hmm. where I'm going to be telling, like, my little my little cousins who are, like, little, be like, yeah, when I was your age, I saw the first Avatar, and now you can go, and they're going to be like, uh, Nick, I don't give a shit about this movie. <laughs> it's, When's the interview seven coming out? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just strange. I got pulled from theaters. <laughs> already. They're planning on pulling it from the theater in 2030. Yeah. yeah. Like They'll Kim, release it in 2031. Kim Jong... Ean. <laughs> I was going to say Boone. I don't know. Kim Jong Boone. <laughs> okay. We can go into our full review. <laughs> uh, I think we should just bandy about uh, with no agenda for a little longer. We can do that. No, we don't have to. I, I mean, we've got the time. I think we're going to be a little short this episode. I say that every time, and then it's like I an hour and a half later. Mode long. No, we should keep going. You sure? I don't know. Right what else? What else can we talk about? Someone call in right now. Youp, yeah. <laughs> where are you? Uh, I I I I started writing down our bonus app ideas on the whiteboard here. So far, I've got um, Terminator, Rocky, and Rambo retrospectives up there. I also said today that yeah. uh, Mad Max should also happen since I haven't seen two of those three. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the Tina Turner music video with Tim Capello? <laughs> sure. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you. You guys. Yeah, is that a bonus episode? Are we doing a full episode on it? No, uh, no, no. I mean, that'll be in, that'll be in the Mad Max because it's it's a, oh, it's a oh, oh yeah yeah. I'm sorry, it's for I'm Mad sorry. Max Beyond Thunderdome. I so didn't make if the... we could please include that, I would. Okay, I'd be totally. Oh, apparently, uh, Black Hat opens to four million dollars. Ouch! Yikes! Yeah, we could all well, and we could talk about uh, American Sniper opened to ninety million in January. Impressive. 
quite most impressive. This quite big. Oh my God! Ewan McGregor is on Nick's iPad right the now. The Last Days in the Desert poster. He's got beautiful hair. He looks like it looks like the sequel to Last of the Mohicans. Kind of does. Huh? Kind of does. Um, down. It's been a weird January. Like I, I, I suppose I can bring up on here. We, uh, I, I did some bar trivia last night, and one of the special questions you could answer, like, was. Uh, what would uh, taken three receive the third highest January opening? This is before we knew what American Sniper was getting anyway. But and he wanted to know what the number was, and I guessed it with a good forty. Like in four, like forty seemed like a good number for a January opening, and this made ninety million. That's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Like it's nuts. Like you're Willie, you're showing sold out. Yeah, I, I mean, the ours, front rows were open, but I wasn't going to sit in those. I think ours was full. Yeah, we were full. We it, even to, in my showing that I wound up, that, that I did wind up going to. We talked to Alec today. He said that, or I talked to Alec today. He said that there were 100 people there for the 10.30 a.m. showing, and there were only three people working at the theater at the time. So, Woof. It's yeah. crazy. It's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I think it's been a while since we've had a movie like this. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. It's always weird sometimes when a movie taps into something that you didn't count on yeah. doing. There might, be, there might be no explanation for it. I don't know. I I mean I I think it's there's some amount of patriotism in going to see this movie. Do I you think, think American Sniper is doing well because of the interview? No, I mean, <laughs> Do you I think the interview he, helped Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I I yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that, but I don't know. Yeah, this is this is it's the highest now. For January. I mean, a couple a couple heavy hitters attached to it too. Mm-hmm. Or no, excuse me, it's second behind. Well, let's see. Okay, this is from Box Office Mojo. Exceeding all reasonable expectations for an R-rated war drama, Clint Eastwood's American Sniper dominated the Martin Luther King Jr. weekend box office with an estimated ninety point two million. That's over twice as high as the previous January opening weekend record held by Ride Along. $41.5 million. Right and, along. And it ranks second all-time ranks second all-time for a rated R movie behind 2003's The Matrix Reloaded at $91.8 Yeah, no one's million. bumped off The Matrix yet. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. Hmm. And then and then they said here, The Wedding Ringer and Paddington also had solid, solid openings while Michael Mann's Black Hat was a disaster. Pretty crazy. That last sentence kind of just made me feel a little bummed out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, don't I mean, know. if it's a bad movie, then that's fair. But yeah, it's a bummer to see Hemsworth in another vehicle that isn't doing that great. Guys, okay, let's talk about the this. I'm gonna put on my tinfoil hat here and let's go with the Disney conspiracy. What do you think about the idea that uh, they're they're causing the Judge and Black Hat to bomb so that their <laughs> Avengers don't think they need the Avengers to to live on? Does Disney have anything to do with those two movies? No, I'm just well, this no. is me being That's a silly. being a conspiracy theorist. That's silly. Cut it out. <laughs> the judge looked boring as hell, so that's probably what that did. <laughs> to be honest, Black Hat doesn't look that hot either from the previews. So yeah, Black Hat looked. I'm interested, but not because of anything I've seen. No, I'm I'm only interested because of the people involved. But I mean, Black Hat comes off as like a movie that would have come out the same year as Swordfish. <laughs> like it, it has that vibe of like early two thousands, like just icky, like techno thriller mm-hmm. yeah. stink on it and i'm all for like some cool political intrigue i think they just should have marketed it a little bit differently mm-hmm. and there were mm-hmm. moments in that trailer that were, were slick too i was like oh this looks kind of cool 
What's the one with Harrison Ford and Paul Bettany? Firewall. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No, I think uh, honestly, <laughs> sure. one of the one of the biggest thing that like turned me off in that trailer, and I talked about it before, was just the idea the that the 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 effects honestly look like it's in like nineteen ninety five. Like he could like the Fight it, Club DVD man. You could have pulled it out of the net. Yeah, with Sandra Bullock. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, and I it's weird. It's very strange. Like I wouldn't expect to that doesn't visually connect with anybody nowadays that's not like what we see have have any of the avengers had like a a runaway hit movie since, since? i don't I that don't, wasn't another marvel movie i don't think so i mean scarlet did okay i think with lucy did scarlet did good with lucy yeah that's and, true and maybe under but under scarlet was doing okay before too i mean like i don't Trying to think of like the new guy, like like has Evans done any? Snowpiercer did okay, right? Snowpiercer did okay, but it's not like uh, I don't think it was Evans that. It, it I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really see that as like. A, I don't know, like a runaway hit. It's really weird. Hmm. I think people are so used used to seeing like Downey as Iron Man and Hemsworth as Thor that maybe they just kind of hit the snooze button when it comes to other movies. It's the yeah. Christopher Reeve thing, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Well, like my, I one of my things about I think the timing was really interesting in in Robert Downey Jr. coming out and being like, "Yeah, I'm open to Iron Man four and that kind of thing." Was when the the judge bombed at the theater. Like he you called the juror earlier. The juror. Did I say that? that? I think so because that's what I was going to say too. Runaway jury. <laughs> <laughs> Runaway bride. Runaway judge. <laughs> it. But I I just think it's interesting. I think it's. I don't think it's good that these people are. No, because most of them are really talented. Hemsworth, honestly, I think one of the biggest things for Hemsworth is that he's he's such like a specimen that I think a lot of people maybe have a hard time buying into him as anything but like a god. God. Yeah, (laughs) because like when you think of him as like a hacker prison rat, you like Hugh Jackman had a hard enough time pulling that off again in Swordfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for for. Like when when I saw Hemsworth in the trailer and there's that voiceover going, he's been in prison for ten years and he's and then you see him walking like he's a Gucci model on a runway. I was kind of like, mm, you know, yeah, I get it. He should look like Tommy Flanagan, not you know Chris Hemsworth. You know what's funny too is he's in that movie uh, Perfect Getaway, which I thought was really cool. But in the Heart and the Sea, he looks appropriate though. He looks right, like a like, giant right. like seafaring. Right, and that's what I was going to say. He's, he's kind of like a gross, like, like hillbilly-ish <laughs> guy in Perfect Getaway. And I was like, why is he not looking like this in, in, in Black Hat? It's Maybe weird. it's just kind of poor casting choice. Maybe. What about, what about the judge, though? Like, Robert Downey Jr., I feel like it's a role that he would normally be okay at, but I think it's just one of those things. And I think he does a good job in the movie, but I think it's a boring choice for him. When I saw the trailer for that movie, I felt the same way as I did when I saw the trailer for The Soloist, where I just kind of laughed a lot. And I was like, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., it's hard for me to take you seriously as like a, as like a guy with problems. That yeah. I felt the same way about Due Date when I saw the trailer for Due Date. <laughs> I was like, I just don't buy it. Like, I don't buy it. He's just a normal dude that's just going home to see his wife because she's going to have a baby. I just didn't buy it. I was like, no. It's really weird. Like, what do you, what do you think he would do well in? What would... What right now, what kind of role do you think he could step into that would kind of broaden his horizon? And, and I think maybe... Downey and Inherent Vice would have been good. You think yeah. so? Yeah. He I needs still, to play I eccentric. Kind of that. Not, he doesn't need to go full depth or anything, but he needs to play more eccentric kind of out there characters. Maybe he needs to play to the indies a little bit more. And yeah, like make away. another Kiss Kiss Bang Bang type movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. That was cool. But... I, I just feel like we are getting like a very Downey brand. Like it's him. We know what we're getting when we get him, and I would like to be surprised by him. 
Once you should more. play like a villain or something then. It'd be that'd, cool. That'd be sweet. He doesn't feel like the everyman, and I think that's the problem is when they try to cast him as like just the guy that you get behind because he just represents us all. Like I don't buy that at all. Yeah. Because he's so he's he's got that natural like he doesn't even have to be Tony Stark to do it or be like he's just slick. He's yeah. a smooth operator. He is. And so I always feel like, oh, all right, well, I don't need to have that guy's back because he's good. He'll talk his way out of it. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine. I feel like he had that kind of smooth operator thing down, like that, like less than zero and like weird science. Robert Downey Jr. is the same thing, but he's really slimy in that. And he's kind of shed that Mm -hmm. a little bit. So I feel like maybe he's kind of been doing similar things in the beginning. And, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of outliers in, in his case, but now he's kind of moved into this like cleaner image, really slick, like, you know, collected, doesn't look like he's on drugs all the time kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So I like I don't know. I would like to see him kind of move into like a different phase or like just take a chance or something that could like really I want him to do what Johnny Depp should have done years ago and just put the nail in and say I'm done with Marvel movies like I'm done with Iron Man cuz yeah. then I'll probably sit forward and go, "Okay, and now I'm curious what you're going to do next." Because if he has a turd, then he can always fall back and then be like, "Oh, I'll make one more Iron Man. Why not? I got to buy another house in Malibu." Yeah. And pay off the more on the other one you know what i mean like it's just <laughs> it, it feels i'm just kind of bored i'm not curious to see what he's gonna do like we just had this conversation about we, we don't even know if jake Hall would take a, a probably hefty yeah. paycheck to do a dc movie because he's more interesting right now yeah i'm more curious to know what jake Hall is gonna do after nightcrawler than i am what robert Downey jr is gonna do after his next three movies yeah. because i don't care and johnny depp same thing have you seen that of shot guys. of Hall from his new movie though no the one where he's like a boxer no. Oh my God! It doesn't, even look, it doesn't look like him anymore. Like he <laughs> also looks like a totally different person. I don't even remember what the name of the movie is. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, and it's, re- it's cool when those type of actors that are very talented uh, and good at, at, at so many different roles when they do take a franchise movie. It's fun because you're like, okay, cool. Here's here. I get to see him play like a like a cool cagey guy I can get behind, and like, and then it's nice when they when they're like, I did that, and then they go back to yeah. what they're doing. So like, it's gonna be cool to see Tom Hardy. Get back. He, he's already released a bunch of these like smaller little movies, like yep. Lock and uh, the 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 Debt or whatever it's called. I know that's not what yeah. it's called. The Drop. The Drop. The Drop. Yeah, he's still sneaking those in there, and then he did like his Tinker Tailor, and then he does a franchise movie, and then he did the He's being good about. He's balanced his career really, really yeah. well. Yeah, like really well. I think mean, that should be like a blueprint for how you handle. And I, it. And I know he's like 10, 15 years younger than a lot of the other guys, so maybe that's the motivator too. Donnie's like, look, I'm forty nine. Uh, I would like another eighty million dollars, please, <laughs> before I turn fifty. There's a there's a, a goal I can set. Yeah, that's true. So who who knows? what's going on in these guys heads yeah i don't know i think it's interesting yeah real quick because i'm on um yep a friday the 13th kick right now okay again was it the first week of the month already? Did, did it stop <laughs> and it ties into the delays mm. uh that one got pushed back to november from march because that wasn't going to happen in march since we've heard nothing since they yeah. announced it but it's going to take place in the 1980s which is great like i'm really excited about That's that cool. like i can't wait for the soundtrack november what november of this year I mean, like, the, is there a, what day? Is it, like, close it's, to Halloween? It's, fr- it's Friday the 13th in November. Oh! Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's the 13th installment. I was so. going to say, I'm a little disappointed. Ooh. I'm a little disappointed that they're missing out on October, but if it's if they're releasing I think on it's, a Friday... I think it's a Friday the 13th. I'm almost if they're releasing on a Friday the 13th, then that makes sense. I've never sense. seen any Friday the 13th movie in theaters, but I'll go to that one with you. Good. Because that would be, be good. Yeah, Please that do. would be cool. It'll be nice. Um, I'll put that on my calendar, but not Avatar. Agreed. Like Wanted to bring up one other thing. Oh, uh, there were some comments. Sam Rockwell thinks that the new Poltergeist is going to be more kid-oriented, but I don't... I read his comments. Yeah, more of an adventure film than a... 
in a horror it, film. It's didn't, like his comments didn't even quite make sense with what people were supposing <laughs> off of them. He just he was just basically just like, oh yeah, there's a little boy that it's centered around now, and it was centered around Joe Beth Williams really in the first one. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, go look that up if you're. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I know. But I get why you care. I'm I I it's Sam Rockwell, so I kind of care, but I really don't care. You think he'll dance? I f- hope so. If he was playing Poltergeist, he could dance <laughs> in the movie, and it would still fit the. It'd be beautiful. Ugh. It would fit the mythos. Kind of looks like him. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. One day, when when we're big wigs in Hollywood, we can uh, make the haunting starring Poltergeist. Yeah, we'll make the haunting starring Poltergeist based on the electronic arts game from nineteen ninety something on yeah. the Sega Genesis. Yeah, that only you and I really know and care about. Oh, it's about. beautiful. All right. I'm just glad Mad Max isn't getting delayed anymore. That's a nice hey, feeling. Man. It's not in the theater yet. I was waiting for the date to change at the end of that trailer because it kept flashing like the words at yeah. you, and I was like, I was waiting for it to say like something 2016, like June 2016, <laughs> December 30th, 2015. No, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, I think we should move on to our review. Yeah, let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Alex here with a quick editor's note before heading into the review. We recorded this review on Sunday the 18th before a lot of discussion of American Sniper Chris Kyle and his alleged questionable uh, honesty had really been drudged up due to the film's release. And uh, we didn't really get a chance to speak to this. And to be honest, I don't think we should because none of us have read his book or followed any of the news surrounding him the past few years. So really anything we say is just, you know conjecture or opinion so in any case this is a film podcast we talk about what we think about the film there's no endorsement or condemnation of chris kyle and i think we're going to keep it that way so i just wanted to break in here with that message and back to your regularly scheduled movie review all right uh we are reviewing clint eastwood's american sniper um imdb synopsis says navy seal sniper chris kyle's pinpoint accuracy saves countless lives on the battlefield and turns him into a legend Back home to his wife and kids after four tours of duty, however, Chris finds that it is the war he can't leave behind. Not a fan of that synopsis. I think it's really, really wordy for no good reason. But uh, this movie starring Bradley Cooper, Sienna Miller, and uh, a lot... Uh, Bradley Cooper's beard. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's beard is... Really good beard. Heavily Excellent Heavily beard. featured. Um, and his Zangief-like physique. Yeah, he's a brick house, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I brought up earlier, we had, uh, I think, Jersey Boys earlier this year from Glenn Eastwood. And I last think, year. Last year, yeah. Excuse me. God, it's not 2014 anymore. Um, but I don't know. It feels, it feels like these are two really different movies coming out pretty close to each other, in my opinion. And uh, I think it's two different breeds of Clint Eastwood. I think Jersey Boys did okay with the people who were fans of the show, but... In terms of a Clint Eastwood-directed movie, I don't think anybody got what they really wanted out of it. But American Sniper seems like a lot of people are in. So, I don't know. What uh, what do you think, Nick? What are your thoughts on American Sniper? Um, I kind of figured I would like it. I, w- I was looking forward to it. I thought the trailers were very interesting and very cool, very different. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a big Clint Eastwood fan. I like Bradley Cooper a lot. Um, I liked it more than I thought I would, though, even. Yeah? Yeah. And it's really this is a tricky movie to review because it's it's hard to review or to really think in in like a big scale uh about more modern war movies like current era because you're not removed from it yet it's much yeah. easier to look back i mean like with anything in history the reason we have history 
the reason we study it is to learn from it and because and you're removed from it by like generations and decades and centuries and you can look back and un- immediately understand like oh that decision was bad because of this and this decision mm-hmm. was right because of this and when you have something this that's still this hot and this topical it's kind of hard to watch it and really consciously settle on a feeling because part of me is like, you shouldn't like this movie because of this reason. Part of me is like, you should love this movie because of this reason. Not to mention that, like the mo- not the, like the mo- the morality of the Iraq War is very different than like the morality right. of World War Two. You know, and I think our generation is still very confused about how they should feel about it because yeah. even the, there's it's not really a spoiler for this movie, but there, there's a scene where there's there are reactions to the nine eleven terrorist attack, mm-hmm. and the movie does an amazing job of. Reminding me, you know, where I was when that was happening and, yeah. and, and how the feelings that you're feeling in that moment. This movie did a lot of things like it, it tied war and violence to, to, to emotion in a way that was, that was very good for like a modern war film. Whereas like when I watched The Hurt Locker, I was just like, oh, that's really cool. It's a cool movie. Yeah. And it's a good movie and it has a good, a good story, but it just, it's mostly like cool. Like I like watching it. It's almost like, oh, I could pop in, you know, Call of Duty and play that for two hours or watch Hurt Locker and get the same kind of fix. But this movie is a little heavier, so, um, and it's not as it's not as like in depth or interesting as um, um, I almost said Black Hawk Down, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, which is a totally different type of modern yeah. war era. It's more intelligence, but this one is is good, and I think it's going to stand among a lot of those. Um, but yeah, I, I felt you know pretty uh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty affected by it at the end, which. Okay. Even then, it's it's hard to not put on the critic hat and be like skeptical and try to brush off any emotions you might be feeling about a war movie and just go, yeah, a war's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get there, are, there are, there are little clever things in this movie design. I think to make people, especially like Americans, feel a certain something. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that Eastwood, whether or not he's tapping into that on purpose to like elicit a certain reaction, or if that's just how he feels, or it's interesting. And again, the the events are so recent; it's hard to. Tell what the motive is here, you know? Yeah, totally. Willie, what'd you think of American Sniper? Um, I I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, th- I The first thing that struck me about the movie was that it doesn't look like a Clint Eastwood movie. To me, it didn't. Like, Clint Eastwood movies always have this weird feeling of being overcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, they yeah. always have this weird, like, fog over them. And this, this one felt like a different director, and it felt like a rejuvenated director. So I'm hoping that maybe this is kind of... Him kind of he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, maybe 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 he's gonna get a second or eighth wind. I don't know. I don't know. No, so he I, took I, a nap during Jersey Boys and woke up for yeah yeah. It wasn't actually him directing. <laughs> Faked it. Um, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. Um, I think that this movie could have had a really. There are moments that almost get to that point of hokiness. With with like him reacting to the news of nine eleven and things like that, where you're almost like, oh god, is is it gonna get weird and like, go get him, boys, and yeah. then it doesn't. So I was I I was worried though for like early on in the movie, I was kind of concerned about it. I'm like, because mm-hmm. this this is a character that um, inherently is a very good person. He seems like he's a very good man and and wants to do right by the people that he cares about. Yeah. Um. But you know, later on as the movie goes on, you see there's more to him than just this like gung-ho so i appreciated that like i was concerned i would say for the first half hour that we were going to get this weird like christ-like uh 
portrait of this man, and I was yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Flag waving, go get him. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think a lot of that might be Bradley Cooper's portrayal and like his conflict in being a legend too. And, and the, the the cool thing about it is, it is you're right. It's it's totally part of his portrayal, but I think it works because of what he does with the character later. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is a guy who buries and buries and buries this stuff. So sorry, I'm so stuffy. I'm recovering from coldness. <laughs> From uh, something gross, but um, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, I thought the action scenes were were inventive and different. And we've seen a lot of these uh, Iraq War movies now. We're kind of in this this period where we're getting more and more of them. It doesn't feel too soon anymore. And kind yeah, of... in the same way that I think there was there was this kind of a big batch of Vietnam movies in like the eighties. Yeah, you know. So we're now we're kind of at this point where we're getting this our, our batch of what will be considered the classic movies of this about this war yeah um and um i really enjoyed it because it was it was a very very it it was a movie with a with a big scope in terms of the journey of the character but it also felt very intimate and very and it's hard to balance that sometimes because you don't want to and i think zero dark 30 is another example of that i mean Mm -hmm. the scope in zero dark 30 is certainly bigger um, but it didn't ever take away from being about that character and about yeah. their journey as well as the journey of, you know, in this case, the mission to take out these guys. And, you know, um, I will say a couple things that bothered me. I hate CG blood hits and they take uh, me out of it instantly. And there's a couple really bad ones in this movie um, that that bugged me because it's more than just it's it's not about the gore or anything. It's not about that when this is not the kind of movie that. But but you should I should feel like it's real because it has yeah. more impact. And when I see this weird like plastered on like that that did bug me. So that's my that's my main gripe, which is a pretty small gripe. There so. were there were a couple of them. I, I totally know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that really bothered because they just didn't they take me out of it. Yep. You know I don't feel like there's any. They any, needed like one more pass on the effect in order to like really make it look. I think it can be done. Yeah. I just think that there were a couple here that were just kind of there and somebody forgot dead. to go back and fix them. Yeah, a little exactly. bit of walking. Dead. And CG deer wasn't great either. Yeah. Um, but that was I was less upset about that. Yeah. So I don't know. I I enjoyed the movie. I think um. I think it's one that's going to be uh that's going to go into that pantheon of you know good I- like great Iraq war movies. So <laughs> what? Just, uh, I was just thinking about well maybe Clint Eastwood doesn't really have the eye to be like oh those effects really look realistic. I just had this like like weird flashback of like somebody's like making the effects for this movie and it looks like Tron and they put it in front of him. He's like, that's good. We're good. He's like Print. squinting at the screen. Like, Oh yeah, that's good. That's like, good. Oh yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Somebody should have done another pass. <laughs> it's weird though. Cause you would think he's like, man, I remember in my day we had to actually shoot a guy in a movie. Cause like he's been making movies where people get shot for like 50 years. Yeah. yeah. Like what's wrong with did the rule did the sag rules for squibs get changed? Well, yeah. and there's one instance in this movie where I can see why they chose the route they did with the fake bullet hit, but I think mm. there's still other ways around it that they could have taken. Yeah, yeah, some of them did look like After Effects plugins that you could yeah. just get. And they, yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> little wonky. But and I, I mean, it's, I don't want to you know stay on that, but it's it, it does bother me a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I think I I. Liked this movie more than I was expecting to, mostly because, as we've talked about in the past few episodes, I'm just not a big war movie kind of guy. Um, but I really do respect how personal it is and how intimate it is, as as both of you have said. It just feels like a very, it's very much about the toll that the war takes on 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 the soldier itself, on on the soldier himself or herself, and um, 
I think I feel like I haven't really seen that portrayed in a whole lot of other ways. There's been a few movies here and there that kind of touch on it a little bit, but uh, nothing. I don't feel like there's one that like really charted out the character arc as well as this one did. And I think Bradley Cooper did a fantastic job. He's very good. Yeah, as Chris Cut, like it, <clears throat> just kind of how you see him start to change and you see the humanity kind of fade away when he goes on his tours and then it just kind of like as it kind of you know i i think he did a really 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 good job with the character but um i i said earlier that i i didn't feel like from a technical standpoint that there was anything that was like particularly wow uh but as as nick kind of pointed out eastwood's not like particularly flashy in terms of his his filmmaking most of the time he's but he's very good at storytelling and and I think he did a fantastic job of that in this movie. Um, I liked how barren some of the score was. Like, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, every once in a while, there'd be, like, some, like, really percussive kind of music and things, especially, like, during raids. But a lot of the times, it was pretty silent. And I kind of found that pretty interesting at the choices that they made for, like, when it would be uh, pretty quiet. But... um. Yeah, but it, a lot of the subject matter of this movie is, is kind of hard for me to deal with in terms of, like, yeah, you know, war is bad, but, you know, necessary by a lot of means, depending, I don't know, I don't want to get into any of that too much, but um, I I suppose I want to save what I was going to say for, for spoilers, but I, I just feel like there was a lot of uh, conflict here especially as somebody who hasn't gone through any of that like i was just kind of like why is this happening this way but then i'm like i i've never been in those boots and i probably hopefully will never be in those boots so i think the movie's interesting for kind of putting those questions in your head and kind of making you think about how the war changes somebody like that so i i definitely respect it for that reason so it's a very responsible way to look at the movie i think because a lot of people especially regarding subject matter like this are really quick to condemn or condone actions without even stopping for a minute and say what if i was in that position though yeah and they're just like oh that's bad you shouldn't do that or they're like hell yeah that's the right thing to do but you until you're in there you never really smelling know. it and looking yep. at it and feeling it. How, how can you really say what you would do? Exactly. It's like, yeah. the, and people do that kind of stuff all the time, even on like a smaller scale. Yeah. But that's, that's as big scale as it gets, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's uh that's a really good way to look at it. I think yeah, and the, movie and I, does, the movie does a good job of kind of making you feel some of those moments, I think. Yeah. And I like, I really hope that, I know that there are people out there that will probably go see this movie and be like, yeah, USA. Yeah. Mm, but, I, I think I there was like, some in our theater. I, yeah, probably. But I think um, I think I'm happy that I don't think that was the point that Eastwood was trying to drive Ooh. home at all. Like I think he did a really good job in in treating it in such a way that was really, you know, it wasn't like super jingoistic, jingoistic, and like like being really focused on like these are the terrorists and blah 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 blah. It was very much a it was about Chris Kyle and about him and about the soldier. Well, it was really about a man who feels a sense of duty. Yeah. That's and it's not like it's not like the hurt locker where he's addicted to the to the rush the drug, to the yeah. action. It's not like it's a quest to get one particular bad guy. It was a movie about someone who felt they needed to do something and they did it. And I think that that was a really cool way to play it. 
it's it feels kind of different actually it's usually something like like you know when we saw fury it was a little more just like oh we got to kill all the nazis because they killed all our guys and this was just i want to make sure that my guys who are doing their duty are okay and that they're going to watch me and it never really strayed from that i yeah. think that was pretty cool all right. Um, I think we all recommend it. I'm sorry I'm talking weird because I was just choking on water, <laughs> as you may have heard. But uh, we're going to go into spoiler Terry, so we will be right back. Spoiler Terry. Uh, I don't know. What do you, do you guys have anything you want to say? I suppose I can start off. I, I had a lot of trouble, not even with like the wartime choices that he was making, which I think are like really big moral issues. And I really appreciated the scene where he like almost shoots the kid that picks up the RPG. Like that was, that was intense, intense. and really, really hard. And just the reaction that he has when the kid sets it down. Oh yeah. I thought he was going to puke a little bit. Yeah. But, um, the, like him being home, like it, it was so hard for me to like. Every time he would come home and his wife is having such a problem connecting to him, I, if I was very much like, why the hell don't you realize that you need help? Like, oh, my God. And then, and then we were talking about it after the movie, and I was like, people need to come home and arrive at that decision on their own. As much mm-hmm. as somebody wants to, like, beat it over the head and be like, you have a problem, like, it's very much something that you need to come to yourself before any amount of work on it will actually help you. So I had trouble with that, but I, you know... I think it's you got frustrated with the character. I got frustrated yeah. with the character, which may be partly by design. And I was on like, obviously it was something that the wife was feeling too, but you know, I looked at it and was like, I haven't experienced any of this. I could very well be the same way if I were in his shoes. So, you know, I just thought that was interesting, but it was cool that it took like a near death moment or a moment where he had pretty much accepted that he was probably going to die for him to realize that he didn't want to. And that, yeah, he also kind of, completed his mission like yeah. his loose arc mm-hmm. of like taking down his uh his ed harris yep so yeah it you know now that that was done which is kind of an interesting device it um you know i want to i do want to read more about that exactly yeah. how much of yeah. that was true mm-hmm. I, I like that the movie had villain like actual villains like like they there was actually some like there were a couple <laughs> of like named villains in the movie i like that yeah. because you don't get that in war movies a lot and it's nice to as a viewer, it's nice to have something to focus your, a like, goal, yeah. the goal. So I don't know if that's true or not, and I'm actually, I'm just in the same boat. I want to really want to read into it and see if those two guys, the the Butcher, butcher and... Um, Zarkawi. If those guys were were yeah. real. And I think, I think I remember hearing Zarkawi, but I they, didn't... They probably were. That would be... I want to know if he made that shot at the end that was, like, over, just over a mile to yeah. kill that well, guy. Yeah, like he said, 2,100 yards 2100 or something yards, like that. Yeah. That's insane. But that, that's yeah and i think uh real quick to go back to him being at home like the scenes when he's at home i think cooper's best acting in the movie is the scene where he's um being thanked by the guy at the oh, auto, yeah. auto repair place that was excellent cooper goes through so much like so many emotions in that scene and like he's trying to balance like his son being there with the guy it's it's really good. yeah the scene at the party really good. was good too Mm-hmm. He almost chokes out the border collie. But, almost kills the dog. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like his whole, uh, everything seems good. And him just sitting in front of the TV, though, and then outside, and he's 
trying to adjust, but it's that was really cool. The scene where like you almost think he's watching a war movie, mm-hmm. and then it pans around, and it's just a blank TV. Them piping in sounds like little sounds occasionally. The sound design in this movie was excellent. Yeah. The the drill in the auto place too, mm-hmm. because of what he saw before. Yep. Which, by the way, that is that scene was so well done because it's not gratuitous. You don't really see a lot of what's happening. You get a, like t- tiny flashes of what's happening, but it makes it worse. Yeah, I think than showing. Oh yeah, just having him hear it up on top on the roof. Yeah, and then getting a flash so you know what's going, to, what's go, what's happening, and the fact that nobody can help. There, there's so much chaos, and there's so many like chess pieces at play in that moment that no one can pop. Like the last thing they're worried about at that point is helping that little kid, which is really yeah. sad, but. It just shows you how, like... There's nothing they could... There are certain times when there's nothing these people can do, like, despite their best efforts, you know. That scene was really intense, too, because I had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, I was... Yeah. I wanted to bring up... I forgot to bring it up in non-spoiler Terry. I was a little bit disappointed with the fact that, like, I don't know if I could name any of the other SEALs. Like, I wish that we had... I know that he's got kind of rapport. There was the guy who was going to... He went to seminary school, and... There was this friend who was going to propose and took the diamond or bought the diamond over in Iraq. Like, I know that those people are there, but I don't know their names, and I don't really understand quite exactly what their function was on like the teams that they were in. It's, it's, it, it was hard for me to like place that, and I felt like the movie failed me a little bit in that regard. But it also kind of plays up the idea that you're all there to be a cog in the in the bigger picture, and and you don't necessarily have that kind of like real interpersonal relationship but i actually would have liked name actors in those roles like in those smaller roles that are like his supporting like I, i'm not huge actors and i mean i don't want i yeah. don't need brad pitt to show up Tom or anything Cruise. but it would have been cool to have somebody like i'd be like oh shit he's in this movie that's pretty cool yeah. you know and then because then i'd be able to i might not remember the character name any more than i would with these guys that they cast who were good by the way nothing against their yeah, performance no, but yeah. i w- I'm, but i might have been like okay that his character and then i you know i don't know I, this kind is one of those like situations Fury with like john bernthal and shia labeouf yeah. yeah guys of that caliber where i'd be like gotcha. I, okay cool like where the hell was kyle chandler by the way I know. god damn it that's true he missed out on this one um i i want to talk about the ending real quick too okay because i i knew that this was based on a book that chris kyle had at least partially written, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize he had died. I had no idea. Like, mm. so I, I assumed he was al- he he was still alive because the book was written right, and then yeah. the ending happens, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, wow. And I will tell you this: I was a li- I was disappointed for about thirty seconds by just th- by the ending just being that little line line yeah. of he was killed that day. And then I realized how effective it was because it was just a fucking gut punch to the audience because no one yeah. talked. No one talked yep. after. It was very no one, no one talked and no one stood up in our Everyone theater. sat through the... Until the scrolling credits, everyone sat. Yep. And I was like, you know what? Eastwood knew what he was doing right there yeah. because... That was amazing. Like the, that, Those credits were really good. Like all the actual footage from... I presume it was his... It was his funeral procession or whatever. Yeah. And like with the music and... Everything was very. I couldn't. You, I don't think you can help but get a little bit stirred up by it. Mm-hmm. And get a little yeah. bit mad and a little. Oh, bit totally. Because like, it's so senseless. And a little bit proud of somebody like that, you know. So, and again, the the guy could have. I don't know that much about him in real life, so he seemed like a pretty decent dude. It seemed like, especially from a lot of what they showed, and he could have done some things overseas that weren't so hot, also. But you know, it. Um, the movie did a really great job of kind of pulling at those certain. You know, reactions. I think that the uh, 
the whole like final sequence of this movie is so awesome. It's great. It was just so intense. This movie's really well edited, like on a technical level with like music and audio design and and yeah. and, and, and just general direction. And and the action sequences were very clear and easy to follow. I knew who was shooting at who and mm-hmm. where they were. Yep. And like that's true. And it, there was none of this green zony bullshit where I was like, I don't know who's running or where they're going. <laughs> like I I understood pretty much everything that was happening. And that's you know credit to. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me to the filmmakers on that part because you know i'm sh- it's it's nice to feel like you're in the chaos but you can still kind of understand what's going on yeah so that i think that's a very that's a tightrope walk to be able to do that to leave the audience disoriented and still follow that's true yeah especially when all the all, all the environments look so similar i mean yeah. To, yeah. to our eyes i mean you know somebody who lives on that side of the world probably would they'd be able to tell the differences sure. between areas but for us it's just like it all looks like shanty towns in a desert like that's what yeah. it looks like so it's hard to you know most movies would be hard to tell where they're at geographically and they did a really good job of that yeah. and the one time that you don't really have an idea of where the hell you're at or who's firing and stuff is the one time that it's great that you don't because it t- totally messes with you the, the sandstorm the sandstorm yeah 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 i, I was <clears throat> spooky i was kind of for purposes of the character i understand why it doesn't happen but i kind of selfishly wanted like one really good, like amazing, full blown breakdown by Bradley Cooper, just like yeah. crying and like not like freaking out violently, but just like a finally a moment where just like it hits him, like a Captain Phillips. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Exactly, and that doesn't seem like that was really part of who he was because he definitely had that like kind of Texas like bury it down and like stiff composed. upper lip. Yeah, exactly. Remain composed for the women and children. Yeah, type thing. And and it was cool that we saw that. When his conversation with the doctor, it was cool that he wasn't stubborn about it. He was just like, this is the way it is. This is the way I am. I'm not that guy. And then the doctor kind of coerced it out of him. And I got to the root of the problem was that yeah. you wished you could have helped more people. And like I was like, that, I actually really liked that scene. Because they could have played it. A lesser filmmaker and a lesser you know script would have probably made that scene really stupid where the doctor's like some really slimy dick in a suit and... The soldiers just kind of like wounded pride and was like, never mind, I don't need you, doc. Get out of here. And instead it was just a conversation. And it was good that he was portrayed as such a just a pleasant guy who was just able to sit down and say, yes, sir, no, sir, kind of thing. And then see those layers get peeled away that he ends up hanging out, paneling around with other guys stateside, and he's still helping people get by and that kind of thing. That was cool. But I think one, I would have liked like a, like this, one of my favorite scenes of this year in films is, uh, uh, in Inception, there's a really good like meltdown moment by Matthew McConaughey, and it's just so beautiful to see an actor that good. Interstellar. Interstellar. What did I say? Inception. Inception. My bad. I was like, wait, what? New, new, new Inception. Uh, space <laughs> Inception. Interstellar. Yes. Interception. McConaughey has a very good. Uh, <laughs> has a very good. A like, new football drama by Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> hey man, you know, space, you never space know. football. Sorry, I'm sorry. It might be good. Um, but yeah, like to to see an actor of that caliber perform like that is always very nice. Yeah, and uh, same with with Tom Hanks. The, the, that's a great example. Um, so that would have been kind of cool to see. But it, obviously, I don't want to shoehorn in there just to be stupid yeah. and be like, "Oh, look, audience, he's really sad. You should be sad too." Like, <laughs> it was cool the way they portrayed the character as a guy who's just kind of like, "This is it. This yeah. is the way things are," and that's cool. 
I want to I want to bring up the Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. segue right into that. Yeah, Nick Nick and and Kim and I saw this movie today, and one of the guys on the roof in that final act, <laughs> that final battle there, we thought he looked exactly like Matthew McConaughey, and none of us said anything at the time, but we started talking about it afterwards, and I think yeah. Kim was like. Did anybody else think that that guy looked like Matthew McConaughey? And we were all like, yes. Didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? Yeah. And then, I, like, you hear him start talking, and you're like, no, that's not Matthew McConaughey. But it was it was pretty funny. It was oh, interesting. Yeah. I was like, what if McConaughey just shows up for the final the final battle? He just it's in one scene. Paratroops in for the final fight <laughs> in, his, in his Magic Mike outfit. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> in a giant don't mess with Texas parachute. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, if only it was a good movie. I'm curious to know uh, what Eastwood's got coming up next, besides just staying alive longer, <laughs> making it into. Let's see. He's 84. He's, he's got a thing called 84. A Star Is Born on his. Oh, he was going to remake A Star Is Born. Yeah. Uh, interesting. With like, with like Beyonce, I think, or something. I yeah. It doesn't look like there's many people. I wouldn't watch that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there's not there's only like rumored people, but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's he's got an interesting career. I realized that I've only seen like two Clint Eastwood movies. Directed or acted? Directed. Okay. Have you seen uh, Mystic River? No. Ooh, man. I've seen Will's Here, favorite. I've seen it's Hereafter. Good. I've seen Hereafter, which I thought was not very good. And I've seen uh Space Cowboys. I like Space Cowboys. Yeah. I've seen Unforgiven. That's fun. No. Oh Jesus. No. Epic Richard Harris performance yeah. just throwing mm-hmm. it out there it is very good all right yeah that's weird I, honestly like i feel like i look at his imdb for what he's directed and every single time that i do it, i'm like oh my god he's directed like a crap load of movies that i know of been directed just, since the 70s yeah so grand torino is really good too i've still never seen grand torino it's really cool i did, wasn't a huge on million dollar baby the performances are good i didn't like the movie mm. all that much so i think the two like when people would say like oh what are like the top five movies you have not seen yet that you feel like you should have. Uh, Gran Torino and uh, Slumdog Millionaire are always in there because I haven't seen either of them. I just saw Slumdog Millionaire for the first time. It was good. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, me, me and Nikki had an impromptu uh, India trilogy. <laughs> so we watched, um, we watched. oh, geez, 100 Foot Journey was one of them. Okay. And then... Um, the one with, you, with the dame? No, it's with Helen Mirren. Oh, wrong dame. Yep, <laughs> and then we watched Slumdog, and there was a third one we watched. And I don't why can I remember? Was it the John Hamm baseball one? Yes, thank you. Million was Dollar it, Arm. Was it good? It was really good. It was. <sighs> I, I, I liked that. it. I liked it a lot. Interesting. It was very Disney, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I. I. Slumdog was the third one we watched, and I liked the other two better. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hundred for Journey is really good, by the way. If you yeah. like food, if you like like food movies, it's really good, which I like. You should watch Chef. I did. I like Chef. Yeah. I like Chef. Yeah. Okay. Good. You pray love. I haven't seen that one yet. What about uh, uh, Julie and Julia? I haven't seen that either. No? No. Mm, it's not very good. What about no. no Reservations? I have seen No Reservations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a fan. I actually quite right. liked it. What else? Aaron what else Eckhart's they're very charming. There's another kind of Indian one. The thing about like the Lunchbox. Is it called The Lunchbox? Yeah, uh, that's on my list of, of movies to watch. Lunchbox uh, looks really cool. Other Indian It's got Irfan Khan in it, I the think. The World's Fastest yeah. Indian? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen World's Fastest Indian with Andy Hopkins. Irfan Khan, yeah, lunchbox. That's a really cool plot. I, I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen anything about that, Nick? So like the lady, like the the lead, the female lead. She, um, she sends her husband. Yeah, there's like a service to, in India where like, but like people on like uh, Vespas or whatever will bring lunches to the workers from their wives. Okay, like in, you know, and they're in the city, 
And so um, it accidentally gets sent to the wrong guy, yeah, I think, is, is what happens. Them. And he like loves this lunch, so he starts corresponding with her, and she starts making lunches for this total stranger. That's cool. It looks really charming. And yeah. Irf, I like Irfan Khan, so. Yeah. He was great in The Amazing Spider-Man. It was so baller to me. I hope he comes back for three and Sinister <laughs> Six and Infinity Gauntlet. Darjeeling Limited? There's yeah, no I, I need to rewatch Darjeeling. Darjeeling's great. so long. Yeah, it's a it's great good. movie. Underrated. Uh, underrated. Now we're just talking about India, which is cool with me. Hey, Jungle India, Book? Aren't the, aren't, doesn't Jungle Book take place that in takes India? Place in, I believe that takes place in India. Yeah. Yep. You would know. Mowgli, I think, is... is Mowgli. Yeah. It might not actually be indie. I don't know. I can't remember. Sure, Khan. I've never read the book. I just love the <laughs> the Jason Scott Lee movie. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not that well read. but Okay. I think we can uh, wrap it up. What were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Mark and Sniper. Yeah. Yeah. Go see it. Oh, it was good. It was good. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think, I think deserving of its 90 million weekend. I think it's crazy that it... Kind of got that in January. I think it deserves more on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll say that. Mm, what's it? Sixty six or something. That's kind of low. Yes, yeah. low for this. It's still, I, it's still fresh. But yeah, it is. But it is weird. I think. But again, like like I kind of initially one of my first thoughts was that it's sometimes you feel like you. I think some people feel like they need to be overly critical of war movies because I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested to read a little more on like what people think as if it like glorifies war or does not and what they kind of got out of that because I personally don't feel like it did but I know I want to know what other people think about that I think I don't think glorifies but I could see people making a case for it saying that it justifies it yeah and it justifies that particular this conflict. character's journey certainly um, or at least there could be an argument made for it. I think the movie does a great job of maybe abstaining from saying this is the right thing, but it's a, this is what this particular man felt compelled to do. Yeah. And he says in the movie, he was ready to meet his creator and answer for every single shot he fired. So I believe that that's probably what that guy actually meant, felt. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. As always, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Write in, let us know what you think about the movies that we talk about or any of the news or whatever you want us to uh, discuss on the show. Let us know. Uh, you can also talk to us on Twitter at MFN Podcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram by that name. And uh, Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and uh, Vine. Uh, two four eight seven three three five six three six, which is two four eight seven three three five MFN. Give us a call. We might play your voicemail on the show and talk about it. Uh, and then all of our previous hundred and ten episodes. Yeah, this is episode one eleven. All Woo! of our previous hundred and ten plus bonus episodes are available on iTunes and MidwestFilmNerds.com, and we've also got full show notes on the website as well. Uh, I posted the second episode of the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. We should have its own feed soon, uh, so keep an eye out for that. We should have Midwest Game Nerds up and running soon. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Alex, why? Go watch a movie.